0: just win and that's exactly what the buffalo bills did on saturday night we're breaking down the bills win over the chargers today on locked on bills you are locked on bills your daily buffalo bills podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Victory Sunday to you. The Buffalo Bills defeated the Los Angeles Chargers 24-22 to and improved to 9-6 on the season. Folks, it wasn't pretty. It was a dogfight until the end, but at the end of the day, the Buffalo Bills won the game. And that's what matters more than anything. We talked about how there were some strange dynamics in this game. The Chargers played on Thursday the previous week. They had a rest advantage while the Bills were on a short week on the road with a cross-country trip. We also talked about how the Chargers would probably get some juice in the aftermath of firing their head coach and getting embarrassed in prime time in their last outing. We talked about the unscouted looks the Bills would face in this game, and all of those factors contributed to what was a challenging win and a fight until the very end for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills fell behind 10-0 to in this game before scoring on back-to-back touchdown drives to make it 14-10 to in the second quarter, and then you're just kind of waiting for the Bills to take complete control of the game, but it never happened. There were some costly turnovers along the way that kept the Chargers in it. I mean, the Bills are minus three in turnovers in this game, and teams that are minus three in turnovers across the history of the NFL win only 5% of those games. The Bills overcame it. They got a critical win, and they inch closer to making the playoffs and having a real shot at winning the AFC East for a fourth consecutive season. The Bills, in fact, control their own destiny in the playoffs crazy that the bills have climbed their way back into this thing and when you consider this win and we'll get into all of the details here i think it boils down to these critical factors you had some crazy vintage josh allen plays in critical moments gabe davis five massive sacks on defense including the game sealer courtesy of ed oliver second sack of the game sam martin doing an elite job of punting and then holding the chargers to five field goals and keeping them out of the end zone i want to attack this conversation i want to examine the individual phases of the team and just kind of assess what i saw and talk about the most important takeaways from each component and I want to start with the passing offense Josh Allen in this game going 15 to 21 237 yards a passing touchdown an interception and two rushing touchdowns it wasn't a super clean game from Josh Allen but there were some crazy crazy good moments we'll talk about them but shout out to Gabe Davis led the team with 130 receiving yards on four catches with a touchdown and. Gabe needed a game like this. He's been really quiet down the stretch, as we've talked about for the last six games, no touchdowns. Or excuse me, no, no catches. No catches of four to six uh four to last six games. But he comes through in a big way uh against the Chargers in, in a game where they needed every bit of what Gabe Davis had to offer them. He was huge in this game, credit where it's due. Khalil Shakir targeted three times in the game. Three massive catches for 45 yards. The last two were huge, huge, huge third down conversions. So Josh Allen, as I mentioned, had some crazy good moments. The 57-yard touchdown pass to Gabe Davis was incredible. It sparked the team. It was a one-play drive when the Bills needed it badly. Uh, Josh Allen rolling to his right. Gabe Davis is being covered by a linebacker, Kenneth Murray. Gabe's able to get vertical separation. Josh puts it out in front of him. Good extension for the ball and good finish. You know, uh, Gabe had to still finish that play by catching it, but also dealing with some contact. Uh, And he was able to score. Huge play in the game. Uh, I thought on the third touchdown drive after the interception, so Josh Allen threw the interception, hit Gabe Davis down the left sideline. That 42-yard connection was a dot of a throw from Josh. Good catch from Gabe Davis. And three plays later, Josh Allen punches it in with a rushing touchdown. And then you go to the game-winning drive, and I thought Josh Allen made two special throws on that drive that are really, I mean, season-saving type throws. The third and eight to Diggs for 11 yards, tight window throw. I'm watching the play. They sent both linebackers, and I'm thinking, okay, middle of the field is going to be open. And Josh is throwing outside the numbers right up against the sideline. He's got very small amount of space to fit that ball. And he does. Steph Diggs makes the catch 11 yards on third and eight. And then, of course, the third and four throw to Khalil Shakir, facing tons of pressure. I mean, Josh is pretty much just paling the pocket and throwing it up, fading back. He gives Khalil Shakir a chance. And, um, you know, he's barely down on the play. I think it kind of worked out that he was down and didn't score the touchdown. Of course it worked out. The Bills won the game. Uh, but that could have been a touchdown pass, obviously. So some really, really high-level, huge moments, clutch plays from Josh Allen. And there was obviously some shaky moments as well. I, I still think there's uh, something wrong. There's some challenges when it comes to getting Stefan Diggs involved in this offense. Now, he led the team in catches with five. He had the most targets with eight. But it's just not clicking, right? We know what it looks like when it's clicking. It's not clicking. And there were some misfires early in the game from Josh the interception was terrible. Second and seven from your own 13-yard line, you're rolling to your right and you're throwing back across the middle of the field, across your body, way down the field. I mean, that's just not smart. And, and, and the reality is, I mean, Diggs had the route one, and but the, it just wasn't the right throw at the right time. It was too difficult. I mean, you're rolling to your right, you're throwing back across your body to the middle of the field that far down. Not a lot of good things that can happen unless you can get just crazy air into the ball, and he didn't. He underthrew the pass and was picked off. So, yeah, you had some some shaky moments, but you also had some really good moments, game-winning moments. But I, I'm looking forward to this offense, this passing offense, having some precision and some sharpness to it. I still don't feel that way. I mean, again, some good moments here, uh, but I, I you know, you're talking about this team going on a deep postseason run. I want to see this a lot cleaner in the passing game. Uh, Josh Allen, three touchdowns. We're going to get to some of his milestones here later in the conversation. I, I I mean, did some really, really good things out there. But my confidence level in this passing offense is not It's not high. I mean, even they, the Chargers blitzed the Bills a lot in this game. Uh, there was free runners. Josh had to deal with some of that pressure, made some plays in those moments. Um, but you know, I, I know the Patriots next week. I mean, you you knew that the the Chargers were a top ten team in terms of blitz rate in this game. Uh, entering this game, you knew they were going to be aggressive with it, and it's going to be the same story next week against the Patriots. So, I think some of this protection stuff, free runners dealing with it, and then being precise with throws and catches. Still looking for that to come together, but obviously did enough to win in this game. Josh was only sacked once; he was hit two games in the game, but again, there was some pressure. There were some some free runners that he had to deal with, and then of course the offensive line got hit with some some penalties that were just massive killers. Two Mitch Morse holding calls, thought they were both pretty ticky tack. Um, the, the he was within the framework, yeah, he was grabbing cloth, but yeah, I I I don't know about those calls. And then Spencer Brown on the trip, I mean, he's cut blocking and rolled. I, I don't think it was an intentional trip, but those were three huge drive killers. So for his as much as you, you kind of wanted a bit more out of this offense, so we'll talk about the rushing offense here in just a moment. The the turnovers, three turnovers, one off course of those on special teams, some penalties that really stalled out some drives, had a lot more opportunity to be more productive. But at the end of the day, you were pro- productive enough to win this game, and that's exactly what happened. So you improved to 9-6, and six, and uh, there's plenty more to get to. I want to talk about the rush offense, the defense, special teams, all kinds of stuff here in just a moment so be sure to stick with us but this episode is brought to you by FanDuel as the weather gets colder the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet that's a 150 bucks if your team wins so if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel there's no better time to get in on the action i love the app it's super easy to use there's a ton of different things that you can bet on including spreads for games player props over-unders on point totals, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOnNFL and kick off this NFL season. That's FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, folks, let's talk about this rushing offense in the game and obviously coming off of a huge, huge performance against the Dallas Cowboys. The Chargers were definitely prepared uh, for the run game and. Not that the Bills' rushing offense was bad in this game, it just wasn't necessarily as dynamic as we saw really in the past few games. Thirty carries in the game, one hundred and five yards, two Josh Allen rushing touchdowns. Uh, James Cook, your leading rusher, twenty carries for seventy yards. Did have two fumbles, um, lost one of them. Obviously, that was a huge potentially game game-changing play. Uh, Bills were able to overcome it, but couple of fumbles for James Cook in this game and I I think what is good this time around and and different than other James Cook fumbles is that the Bills went right back to him right I think you're kind of past the the growing pains and punishing guys like it's crunch time you got to have your best players on the field um so it was nice to see him bounce back but you got to take care of the football right there's been there's been some games this year Philly Denver this one where ball security was an issue for James Cook, and it can't happen, right? He's got to clean that up. Leonard Fournette, five rushes for 20 yards, got the kick return duties in this game, which is pretty surprising considering he's never done it in the NFL. Uh, But they asked him to do it, and he handled it fairly well. He had one return for 17 yards, and then I think the rest were all touchbacks. Uh, But then he also got work at running back in this game. I think the second drive of the game, he got his first carry, and then he got some opportunities in red zone situations to run the football. You could tell he ran strong. Uh, I think they got him going north-south, which is important with Leonard Fournette. And uh, I thought his fresh leg showed. He was able to 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 grind out some tough yards uh, in some important moments. So good to see what he was able to do in this game. And, and it's interesting that Latavius Murray, in a game where Ty Johnson is not available, um, and Leonard Fournette's getting his first action of the season, Uh, Latavius Murray does not carry the football and as I started to think about you know Leonard Fournette and if he could claim a role and then especially this week with him getting that chance because Ty Johnson is injured you know I kind of thought that if he were to play well which I think he did that would mean more for Latavius Murray's playing time than perhaps Ty Johnson's so we'll see what happens when everyone's healthy and, and ready to go um, but it seems like the Bills have some good running running back depth, and I'm curious to see what type of opportunities exist moving forward for all of them, right? I mean, you expect James Cook to kind of be the guy, but after him, how do they distrib- distribute that workload? It's going to be something interesting to pay attention to. Also, when it comes to these running backs, kind of interesting, no targets at all to them in the passing game, and I think you saw uh, the Chargers be more intentional about, covering running backs out of the backfield uh, in this game. I'll be be curious to see what the All-22 has to say about that because run, throwing the ball to running backs really since Joe Brady has taken over this offense has been a staple. You've seen production there, and then they didn't even have a target in this game. So I'll be curious to see what what they did to try to take that away or if the, if the Bills just didn't, just didn't do it and it was available to them. Overall, uh, offensively in this game, 24 points, 16 first downs. That's a pretty low number. You like to see the bills over 20 first downs, five of ten on third down. It's good to be fifty percent there. Three hundred thirty-five total yards. Um, and keeping in mind, you you took a lot of opportunities for yards away with all three of your turnovers, right? I mean, that James Cook fumble was was the first play of the drive. Second play of the drive was the Steph Diggs or the the interception thrown to Steph Diggs, and then of course you take away an entire drive by fumbling a punt return. So. Yeah, there's more chances for offensive production, but you gave away three possessions, and that's going to take away from your output. Uh, 335 total yards, 230 passing, 105 rushing, uh, two of three scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Great job there. The third one uh, was the game-winning field goal. You got down there and didn't score a touchdown. So great job handling the red zone. And you look, you started with three straight punts. You know, you really came out of the gate slow, but then from there it was touchdown, touchdown, interception touchdown punt and that was the drive where you had those massive back-to-back penalties to Spencer Brown and Mitch Morse when you had converted first downs on both of those plays that got taken away from you then you had the James Cook fumble and then of course the game-winning field goal drive so you settled in it started hard but then you settled in and did some good things minus of course the turnovers all right let's talk about the defense and i think the story here for the defense was they they did a good job of limiting the bleeding, whether that was bad positions that they were put in or when they did give up some plays, kind of, you know, tightening the screws and getting out of drives by giving up field goals and not touchdowns. And they got worked on that first drive, right? They go 14 plays, 90 yards on their first offensive possession, but the Bills did a very good job of bowing up in the red zone and holding them to three points. And then from there, like I said, they tightened the screws. The only touchdown that they scored the rest of the game was or the what well, not the rest thing the only touchdown that they scored in the game came after the, the Deontay Hardy fumble on the punt return where they only had 27 more yards to go that was the only touchdown they scored you held them to to five field goals one of three in the red zone that's the difference in the game the chargers were in position to score points but in, instead of scoring touchdowns they kicked field goals and i think there might be some some questions that they'll have to ask themselves about if they should have went for some of those opportunities, knowing that these field goals were not going to be the recipe for beating this Bills team. They got close, but they didn't win. Could have been different perhaps if they would have got a touchdown, but they didn't credit to the Bills on defense. The five sacks were huge in this game. I don't think the pass rush was consistent at all, but boy, oh boy, did they show up in critical moments. I thought the, the early down pass rush was just pretty poor. And even on some third downs, it was pretty poor, but when they started to move the ball and the Bills needed a big stop on third downs, they got sacks in critical moments. Ed Oliver, two sacks, including the game ceiling sack, right? You, we've been talking about you got to have a finisher out there. Got to have a, a, that play on, on a drive where everything's on the line. Somebody's got to go make that play. And tonight it was Ed Oliver. Tonight it was Ed Oliver. Earning that contract. Boy, that contract looks like an absolute steal. If Ed Oliver didn't sign that contract, I would speculate that he would be getting paid an average of $25 million a season. So if the Bills didn't get that deal done and said, hey, go play this year, I bet it's $25 million a season. And said, what, it was it 17, 18, something like that? It's gonna. That's a good deal. That's a really good deal. So Ed Oliver, two sacks. Puna Ford had a sack in this game. And um, what's interesting is he got the initial pressure on one of Ed Oliver sacks, and then that Oliver got the initial pressure on one of Puna on, on the one Puna sack. So it's good to see them playing off of each other. I mean, I, I don't know what to say. Puna Ford should be playing. He should be playing over Tim Settle. He should be playing over over Jordan Phillips. And uh, it's it's sad because the, I mean he, the last time he played, I think it was a New England game. He was terrific. He was terrific in this game. Curious to see what the All Twenty Two reveals. Rasul Douglas with a huge sack on third down terrell bernard with a huge sack on third down and good pressure uh pressure calls by sean mcdermott in both instances teron johnson two massive pass breakups and uh one of those was a middle of the field type situation where the bills sent both middle linebackers there was tons of space taryn came up with a huge huge pass breakup cam lewis and tyrell dotson with massive tackles for loss so you didn't get a turnover in this game or you didn't get a takeaway. But you still made made a, some really big-time splash plays that um, were all very important in winning this game. So at the end of the day, the defense gives up 22 points, 18 first downs. Did a great job, 4 of 14 on third down. That's very good. 273 total yards, 175 passing, 98 rushing yards. That's very good. I saw this tweet from Howard Simon, and I thought this was um, a good way to kind of just boil down this entire defensive conversation. This is what Howard said. Uh, LA had a 14 play 90 yard field goal drive on their first possession. And then they had 10 more drives over the rest of the game and were held under 30 yards on eight of those 10 drives. So you, you there were times where it felt like Easton stick was finding space. They certainly had some creative run licks where they got some production, but at the end of the day, the bills really did limit it. um, they just—they scored on a short field. You, you turned it over twice, uh, three times really. Um, so probably deserved a little bit better fate defensively. You won the game. That's all that matters. Special teams. Deontay Hardy fumble. Not horrible, right? You can't have it. That's why I talk about with with returners. It's not so much the explosive returns that I think everybody loves. I love them too. Don't get me wrong. But the most important thing is ball security and decision-making. And ball security was an issue there for Deontay Hardy. And it cost the Bills big time. Could have cost them the game. They survived, but a massive blunder. Tyler Bass, one of one on field goals, including, of course, the short game winner. And uh, three of three on extra points. So perfect night for Tyler Bass. And then Sam Martin was awesome in this game. Awesome. Four punts, three of them inside the 20. And I think all three of those were inside the 10. And then the one that wasn't inside the 20 was when he was backed up against our own end zone and got a boomer. I think it was a 58-yard punt in that situation. So Sam Martin has not been consistently great this year, but he was consistently great in his opportunities against the Chargers and and was uh, is a huge part of this win, in my opinion. All right, so I want to talk about some notable milestones that the Bills achieved in this game, have a big-picture conversation, talk about my predictions all here in just a moment. So please, stick with us. But, folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're trying to buy tickets for your next big event. Well, game time is here for you, and it's the fast and easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets. All-in prices, views from your seat, and a best price guarantee. I mean, simply put, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The app is awesome, super easy to navigate, and they give you these flash deals. I love it. Sometimes I just log in to see what flash deals are available to me, and I also love that they send the tickets straight to your phone. So if you buy tickets, you don't have to dig through emails to get your tickets. They send them right to your phone. So snag the tickets without stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. And use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, folks, let's talk about some notable achievements for the Buffalo Bills in this game. We'll do big picture, my predictions, all kinds of stuff here. But uh, some notable milestones. I like to celebrate these uh, several from Josh Allen. So, Josh Allen is now the first player in NFL history with four consecutive 40 total touchdown seasons. The only guy to ever do it, four in a row, Josh Allen, four consecutive seasons with 40 total touchdowns. The only player in NFL history to do that. Josh Allen is now up to 51 rushing touchdowns for his career. That is the second most in the history of the league behind only Cam Newton, who has 75. So Josh Allen, Cam Newton, the only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL, with more than 50 rushing touchdowns. And, of course, Josh is adding to that total seemingly every week. Josh Allen extended his own NFL record for games in a single season with both a rushing and passing touchdown. Uh, He broke that record last week with his 10th game like that. This is his 11th game with a rushing and passing touchdown. That's an NFL record. He now has six straight road games with a rushing touchdown tying Cam Newton for the longest streak by a quarterback since the 1970 merger. And then James Cook went over 1,000 rushing yards on the season. It's the first Bills running back to do it since Shady McCoy in 2017. So some fun milestones there to celebrate. Big picture wise, the Bills are nine and six, second in the AFC behind the, excuse me, second in the AFC East behind the 10 and four Dolphins. Uh, well, more on that in a second here. They're also the number six seed in the AFC playoffs, which is quite the development. The Bills now um, in, right? They, the Bills control their own destiny. They win out, they win these next two games. They're going to the postseason, and there's a good chance that they win the AFC East. So they've climbed themselves out of the hole, and now it's time to stay out of the hole, right? That's the goal here. Uh, some games on Sunday that would help the Bills. Um, get to the postseason, reminding you of our rooting interests. We are, uh, first and foremost, going for the Dallas Cowboys. Need them to beat the Miami Dolphins. If that happens, week 18, and the Bills beat the Patriots next week, week 18 for the division. So go Cowboys, right? That's the biggest thing that we need to root for. If, they doubt, if Miami beats Dallas, well, then we need them to lose the Baltimore uh, next week for the Bills to have a chance to win the division in week 18. So that's the big one. Go Cowboys. Uh, Browns and Texans. We're going for the Browns here. We want to bury the Texans. Their uh, a loss would put them um, to eight and seven. And my goal, like the best thing for the Bills is if the AFC South winner can be nine and eight, that would be huge. That'd be absolutely huge. But going for the Browns there, we're going to concede the fifth seed to them or we're going to concede a wildcard spot. I think the biggest thing there is burying the Texans. The Browns' next two games are the Jets and the Bengals. All right. So, as much as I'd love to see the Browns fall out of it, I don't think they're going to. The better thing is to get Texans out of here. The Colts and Falcons be huge if the Falcons can win that game. Uh, the Colts will be without their number one receiver, Michael Pittman. So, go Falcons. Uh, that would put them uh, to, they're, they're eight and six right now. So, that would put them at eight and seven. The Jags and the Bucks would love for the Bucks to win that game and put the Jags uh, to eight and seven. And then, of course, the Patriots and Broncos would love for the Patriots to win that game and put Denver to seven and eight with a loss. So go Browns, go Falcons, go Bucks, go Cowboys, go Patriots. Folks, my predictions were a massive flop. Massive flop. I was kind of thinking nice, big, productive passing day for Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs gets it going. None of that happened. I, I did terrible. I predicted that Josh Allen would go over 243 and a half passing yards. Uh, He didn't. He got to 237. So I guess if the Khalil Shakir play was a touchdown, uh, that he would have hit the over there, but that's not how it goes. 237. I predicted over one and a half passing touchdowns for Josh Allen. He wound up with one. And again, if the Khalil Shakir plays a touchdown, then I get two, but it didn't happen, so I got that wrong. I said over 26 and a half receiving yards for James Cook. He didn't get any. He didn't get targeted in the passing game. I predicted Stefan Diggs to go over 67 and a half receiving yards. Uh, That didn't happen. He got 29. So 0 for 4 on those predictions. But I did predict the Bills win, and that happened. So uh, we got the most important one right. And uh, Josh Allen, Sam Martin, Gabe Davis, Ed Oliver, they saved Christmas. Kalosha Kier saved Christmas for us. So Merry Christmas to you folks. Uh, relieved relieved to get this win yeah it was ugly but at this point in the year it doesn't matter just win just win and the bills have like we talked about they got themselves out of the hole now it's time to beat the patriots time to beat the dolphins and hopefully that's good enough to win the division if you win both it's definitely good enough to go to the playoffs all right so we have some weird dynamics uh it's christmas eve uh when this podcast is being launched and monday is christmas day Our next podcast will be the all 22 review, but I'm going to promise you something. I'm going to spend all the time with my family on Christmas Eve and Christmas day. So if I have some time to peel away and get into the tape, I will. Uh, If not, then it's going to be a little bit longer than usual before the all 22 review goes down, but uh, looking forward to getting into the tape and and talking about that and then getting ready for the new England Patriots, uh, the bill's next opponent, the last home regular season game of the season, uh, so we got a, a lot to discuss this week as the Bills look to keep it going. And uh, obviously, the results on Sunday and Monday will be quite interesting to monitor. So enjoy it, folks. The Bills win. It's Christmas weekend. Enjoy. Hope you have some great time with your family, and uh, we'll be back again here for you real soon. So make sure that you are subscribed. I'd love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Merry Christmas, and I look forward to catching up with you again on the All-22 Review.